The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast and our live stream daily devotional. We are glad to have you with us again and we want to thank you again on this Thursday for joining us for a time in God's Word as we continue to study through the book of Proverbs. Uh, we're really grateful to have you with us, and I'm uh, looking forward to our study today in the couple of sections of Scripture. I look at two verses from chapter 12 in Proverbs that re- uh, refer to the same basic issue, same basic topic. And uh, so I'm going to take a couple minutes and just evaluate these two verses. Now, we'll start with this premise. Um, one of the things that has been, and it's, it's, I don't want to make it political, but there's a cultural thing in our culture today that basically dictates that we should kind of be handed things just because we're here. And the Bible teaches often, and the Bible clearly states, if a man does not work, he should not eat. Now, there's a difference between I can't work and I won't work. There are two different points of view there. Uh, but what we're looking at in Scripture is the idea of it's always been my heart, what I want to do, what I'm willing to do. And uh, so what we're going to look at again today is something similar to that. Let's go ahead and look in Proverbs chapter 12. And we're going to look at, let me see if I can find the two verses. They're not right next to each other. Verse 24, Proverbs 12, verse 24 says this, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Let's go down to verse number 27. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. So I want to take a couple minutes and talk about these two ideas. But what I want to do is start with just a thought. How many of us have ever at a time we say, man, I wish I could just stay in bed this morning. I wish I didn't have to go to work. Uh, some of you, man, some of you love your job. I do. I love my job. I love getting up. I kind of don't feel like I have to go to work. I, I love what I do. Uh, there are good days and bad days. Satan doesn't like what we do. And so there's good days and bad days. And days I'd rather stay in bed. I'm, I'm just like everyone else. But there's just some days I just don't want to do it. For me, this is where it hits me. Uh, we bought years ago a fixer-upper, and we are you know, really done a lot of work to our house. But recently, we had to redo some siding on one of the walls that I'd done already. Had to redo it. Didn't do it right the first time. And so I was working on it, and I was just so tired. I just, I don't want to go out there. I just didn't want to go do the work. I just didn't want to do it. And I remember my wife saying, it looks so nice when it's done. I'm like, I just don't care what it looks like right now. And there's that mindset. I really don't want to do it. I don't really care what it looks like. Uh, this can be true. You know, when you go into your car every once in a while, I, every once in a while I'll go into my car, and I'll be looking, and I'll be like, man, what is that smell? And, you know, and, and if I don't, you know, if I don't know what, what's going on. Is there a dead animal in there? And I'll look back, and I'll notice that we had stopped by a fast food joint somewhere, and one of my kids decided to leave the rest of their lunch from a couple days ago in the back seat. And when I look at that, I tell you, it's just, it's a strong smell. And uh, it's really bad when my wife gets in, and she thinks it's me. That's, that's just embarrassing. But in that idea, there's just, I just don't want to deal with it. And a lot of times there's some things like that. I just don't want to, and it makes sense. But what we're going to look at today is what happens when you're evaluating uh, the idea of work from a biblical perspective. Let me tell you this. Again, too many times the world makes what God considers a good moral biblical position political. We're not making this political. But I will say today that uh, there are a lot of people out there screaming to give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. We call it an entitlement mentality. I deserve this and I deserve this and I deserve that. Can I be honest with you? If you can work and you will work, then you deserve to, be, to work. And when you work, you should get something. If you can work and you won't work, 
then I don't understand why you think you should be handed something. Now, please understand my point of view that there are things in life that people are hurting, they're doing their best, and they can use help. We should be helping them. I believe that's a good American thing to do. I think it's a good biblical thing to do, all of that. But I'm referring to people who have the ability to work. They've been offered a job. They just won't do it. Uh, they, unfortunately, the Bible states those people should struggle and because God says, Listen, I need to be doing certain things. And he, he gives two explanations in this of my responsibility. And I will say, I think the big thing we look at today is not a political point of view. It simply comes down to my responsibility. And I will tell you that phrase, my responsibility, is politically incorrect today. But it's always biblically correct. God gave Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve made a decision based upon the lies of Satan, lies of the serpent. They knew the truth. They walked, they walked face to face, walked in person with God. Can you imagine that? And yet they still followed the lies of Satan just for fruit. And they were given so many great things, just, just the lies. And it's easy how a couple of lies can really get your mind to make you think some crazy things. And then as soon as they, they realized they, had, they were wrong, they went and hid themselves. And God's walking the garden. He says, where are you? What are we? He goes, well, we're hiding. He goes, why are you hiding? He says, listen, he explained, you know, we, we were unclothed and we needed, you know, we're naked and we covered ourselves. He goes, who told you that? And he told me ate of the fruit. And here's what Adam said. Actually, many call it the first sin after the first sin, the blame game. So they come to Adam and they said, why did you eat of that? Well, the woman now gave us me. And then they go to Eve. What are you doing? Well, the serpent beguiled me. And, and then the Satan goes, hey, I did it. I won. Ha. And that's how it goes. But we're so quick to blame someone else for our problems, we don't take responsibility. Well, that same phrase of my responsibility goes beyond making responsibility for my mistake. And it goes as far in my daily life as a husband. And I understand some are going to say, oh, you know, maybe it's chauvinistic. My opinion as a husband is still my responsibility to take care of my home. Please understand, my wife works. She works full-time, and it's because of her ability to work full-time and her willingness to work full-time that we're able to help our kids in college. We're able to enjoy vacation, things of that nature. We, you know, that's how you know, we're able to own a home and enjoy things because she does work. But if she didn't want to or couldn't have to, I should be. It's my responsibility to protect my home, take care of my home, and love my family and lead my family. It's a responsibility. And that's something we come down to the idea of work. I want to encourage you that, and by the way, I know, I'm sorry just to kind of interrupt myself there, but I know that many of you who are watching this take breaks. You're on your break or you catch the end of it on break or you watch it later on break. Some of you in work. Can I tell you what we're going to talk about today for the majority of people watching this won't affect you one bit when it comes to, oh, I need to do that. You're already doing it. You're doing it right now and you're on break watching us, which frankly is quite encouraging to me that you would do that. I, I think it's awesome. Uh, so let's just look at two things. Here's the idea. These, these two verses are not just what happens if you fail to do something. There's some great blessing when you are a hard worker. So the first one is verse, um, I'll say it again, verse 24. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. So the hand, the working of the diligent, those who are willing to work and keep working and work hard, shall bear rule. Ultimately, those who are diligent and hardworking will work their way up the corporate ladder, can we say. Ultimately, they'll be the managers. They'll be the ones in charge. They will be the ones who you will answer to, those who work hard. Now, I've seen this. People say, man, those persons, they follow the rules and they're crazy and oh, they're a goody two-shoe. Yeah, that may happen. But you do right and you work hard and you have a good testimony, a good work ethic. God says one day 
you're going to find yourself in higher position. It's, and you don't even have to be a Christian to follow this. It's just a practical point. I've worked in management for years. And when I find somebody who works hard, diligent, does their best, you know what I want to do to that person? I want to give them more responsibility. I want to give them more opportunity because I can trust them. They're going to make what I'm doing better. But when you find people who are lazy, and they're like, oh, I know I should do this, but I really don't want to. I, you know what I want to do with them? I, I want to you know, hide them in a corner and not let them work. Uh, you can't trust them. It, it's the diligent worker that they're, they're encouraging to the leadership. Man, I can do this. You want, to just, you want to help them and encourage them. That is what he's talking about here. So he says that the, the diligence, the hand of the diligent will ultimately bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. A slothful person who doesn't want to be part of work ultimately will find themselves under the other person. Years ago when I first started working at McDonald's, and I, it was unique, I was at Burger King, had been hired on to become a manager at McDonald's. I was in manager training, sent me to a different restaurant, taught me how to actually make the burgers and so that I could do it before telling other people what to do and, and sent me to the restaurant I was going to be working in. I was younger than a lot of the people, but one of the things that grabbed their attention was I wasn't afraid to work, and, and they, they struggled with it. I don't want a young kid telling me, I think, honestly, I think I was 19 when I got the position. And I, don't, I don't like this, and after a while, what I had to do is I was younger than them, less experienced in the restaurant than them, so I had to come to this conclusion, I will outwork you. I will do my best. And the place I'd gone, that was the problem. There was a, just a, the restaurant was not running well. And so I got there. I didn't know a whole lot, but I could work. And as I began to work, someone told me, well, I understand why you're in the position you are. They understood that. And trust me, there's no bragging on me. Uh, it's just understanding of a practical example of how I've seen this. Anybody who's been in that spot knows what I'm talking about. And so we see that. But if you're lazy, God, God's not going to allow you to be blessed when you're lazy, you, you become somewhat frustrating to your boss because they can't trust you. And, and it's just a practical thing all across board. So there's another thing he tells us down in verse 27. This one cracks me up because I've seen this. I know this to be true, uh, but I could never understand it personally. 27 says, a slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. So here's the picture. A man goes out. The Bible says he took it in hunting. So they were hungry enough to go out, grab their bow or whatever it was at the time, in this situation, a gun, whatever, but their bow, go out, find an animal, kill it for dinner, and bring it home. So they went out hunting. They, they caught, you know, whatever small, big animal they needed for food, brought it in, but they were so lazy, they didn't actually do anything with the animal. They were supposed to, you know, skin it and cook it and make dinner. They didn't do it. They caught them, maybe even brought them home, but they didn't actually cook it. Uh, one of the things my, my, my youngest son loves to do is go fishing. We've been going fishing a lot. And uh, I'm not a fish fan when you say fish, as in eating it. Uh, my favorite fish, I used to do fish sticks growing up. Um, but still, uh, when I realized they were fish, I stopped eating them. Not a fish fan at all. People say, what about shrimp? Man, what about it? It's, it's still fish. Uh, let me tell you how bad I am with fish. I used to go with my parents to Red Lobster. I didn't like the steaks at Red Lobster because I felt like they had the fishy smell to them. Not a fan of it. I know I'm exaggerating silly, and I know most people think I'm crazy. That's okay. I'm okay with it because give me a burger, and I'm good to go. But and my son and I will eat my mice my like this. I don't see what's the point. You catch a fish, and you put it back. Well, there's two reasons. One, we're not going to eat it, and two, if we catch it twice, we can say we caught two fish. You never know. But what you look at, it, it was not being late. That's different, you know, because we'll catch, at one point, we were at a creek. We caught 20 in a span of like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. It was ridiculous. We're not going to eat them because we don't like them. That's different. Then I got the animal. I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat it. That's silly. And here's what he's saying. He didn't do it 
So therefore, he ends up starving, even though the food's right in front of him. He said, but the substance of the diligent man is precious. Listen, what God has given me is precious, and I'm going to take advantage of what I have been given. I'm going to use it. I'm going to cook it. I'm going to, you know, whatever it would be. What's in front of me is not wasted. A slothful, lazy person has been given opportunity but wastes it, squanders it. A diligent man will see it and basically expand it and make it worth the time and, make, and take advantage of what's been put in front of them. What I really look at this is God has given a great principle that if you're willing to work hard, honor him. And, and by the way, as Christians, we should always desire to honor. The Bible says whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all the glory of God. You do this to honor God. Yes, you hope to please your boss and you hope to be and do your best. But if you do your best for God, then you will ultimately honor your employer and, and, and encourage and be accepted and loved by your employer to an extent simply because you work in an ethics that honors God. And people around it will see it. And, and, and God will bless that. Uh, if you choose to sit back and say, I don't want to do it, God says, listen, you got the opportunity. If you don't do it, that's on you. Now, there are those who can't work. Some today are struggling finding work. Um, some can't find it in their field or some won't work due to physical ability. That's a very, very different situation than me who sits at home. Let's for example, I sit at home, I got a car, I can't work. Well, I could go Uber, I could do things. There's things in DoorDash, there's things I could do. It, the question is, will I be willing to do those things? And that's really what the question comes down to. I worked for four and a half years at McDonald's. Not necessarily my favorite four and a half years, but they allowed me to get through college. You look at that, I need this for an opportunity. Uh, and unfortunately, it allowed me to get the training to get me to do what I love to do, but I still needed to eat, pay my bill, and ultimately, you know, support my wife. That's the premise. And God says, if you do this, there's great blessing, slothfulness. It, it, not, it brings destruction. Now, let me, let me finish with this idea. As I said at the onset here, many of us have commented about the fact, many of, I'm sorry, many of you watching today or listening maybe later, um, look at this and say, well, I'm doing this at work or I'm leaving work or whatever. You're tired. You've been working. So you know what you got today? You got a reminder of God's blessing upon people who work, who work hard. That ultimately there's going to be blessing. There's going to be an increase not only in jobs but in finances. Do it to ethics to glorify God. Um, and, you, and you know people. You know people who kind of come and go. They come to work and it doesn't take long before you realize they're not going to be here long because they're lazy. And then they get frustrated and they want to blame on all this you have, if you're willing to work. And don't worry about everyone else. It's not about whether I'm better than someone so or not. It simply comes down to am I willing to work. I encourage you. Be encouraged. Keep going. If you don't have a job, keep praying. We're praying for some of you I know that watch. We're praying for you. As you're looking for work, you want to work and you're looking for it, we're still praying for you. Uh, that we know you want to, you want to be able to do this, and we, we still take you before the throne of grace, asking God to provide for you and uh, provide work for you and then finances in the, in, the, in the meantime. I hope you were encouraged. I hope as we listen to this, we're just so thankful for all that God has given to us and grateful that as we honor him and we do our best, he's promised, and he's, and he's promised to honor us and bless us in that process. I'm grateful for the time you've given me today to be able to spend just a few minutes in God's Word teaching just the next few verses in Proverbs and taking two of them and evaluating them and hopefully being an encouragement. And uh, may you keep strong, trust in God as you continue to work in these crazy times. Take advantage of whatever God's given you. Use it for His glory. And we know that God will bless you in the process. We love you. Thank you for the opportunity. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. We hope you have a great rest of your day.